But now, after getting this news and coming out of this time, Agnes, I was asking questions that I had never asked before. Why am I really here? What are my greatest passions in life that I can begin to embrace, that I can begin to help other people begin to understand, discover, or rediscover their greatest passions and help them understand why they exist on the planet? So little did I know that experience, that miracle over 20 years ago has now led me to helping influential business owners, leaders, and executives all over the world discover or rediscover why they exist on the planet and then lead out of that place of purpose. Welcome to another episode of the Work Life Hub podcast. Each week, we bring you an inspiring guest to help you discover the new world of work and learn how your organization can reach its full potential. Thank you for tuning in and spending some time with us today. To find out more about the Work Life Hub, please go to www.worklifehub.com. Welcome to the Work Life Hub podcast. This is your host, Agnes Uheretsky. And today I have a special guest. It's Rob Holman joining me from Westchester in Pennsylvania. Hi, Rob. Hi, Agnes. It's a joy to be with you today. I'm looking forward to our conversation. I appreciate you having me on. No, me too. Me too. And it's always such a great joy for me to have guests come uh, on our show from all over the world. So you're, I think you're the second guest from Pennsylvania. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so before we go into our conversation, um, maybe I'll just uh, introduce you very, very quickly, Rob. We have connected on LinkedIn, which is always a great place to connect. And you are a serial entrepreneur. You have started nine organizations, companies in the past 20 years. Um, you're a leadership coach, a strategic consultant, also an author of the book Lead the Way, which we will unpack a little bit shortly. So in your work, you, I think you really just help people, business owners to get unstuck and also find their success and, and find their bliss. So without further me yapping on about it, uh, just over to you, Rob, and please tell listeners um, about your passion, about your journey, and, and, and how you came about this special current role that you have. Yeah, I appreciate that. And great question. You know, I, I can't help, Agnes, to go back a little bit in time. And uh, this may age me or date me a little bit, but I'm okay with that because I'm comfortable in my own skin. And so um, uh, over 20 years ago, we're climbing up on, yeah, probably closer to 21 years ago, I'm in college. Uh, about ready to approach my senior year of college or university. And of course, as many people say, you know, your senior year of college or university is supposed to be one of the best years of your life because, come on, you're bringing it to a close and it's, you know, so much excitement and enthusiasm. For me, it was a little different. You know, I was, uh, you know, always a pretty happy-go-lucky person in life. However, I only to find out going into my senior year of college that I had a tumor or a mass in my abdomen area, and it was extremely painful. Uh, this mass or tumor went undiagnosed. They knew it was a mass or a tumor. They just didn't know, was it cancerous? Was it, you know, so they couldn't clearly diagnose exactly what it was. So it was a very interesting season in, uh, for that time of my life. And it went undiagnosed for about a month and a half, two months. And in that time, you can imagine, I'm, I'm you know, 
frustrated. I'm discouraged. I, you know, so much is going through this young 21 year old kid or young adult. And, uh, until what I'm about to, to describe to you really, for lack of a better term, uh, it, it awakened me, uh, and, and that'll give you even much better insight. Your listeners, much better insight into kind of who I am, what I do and why I do it. So I go in to see an ultrasound specialist that I'd never seen before to get further tests done. And this doctor says to me, I cannot even find words to adequately, adequately describe what I'm about to share with you uh, as he's checking me out and testing me on the ultrasound. He says, you now have no mass any longer in your abdomen area. And I said to him, are you kidding me? I have pain. I have a clear mass for the last month and a half, two months. All doctors have been saying is I have this mass. Now, I've got to share with you, I was, I was taken back, as you can imagine, by this amazing news. It was a modern day miracle. And leading up to this time and this announcement that I no longer have this mass that doctors were saying for the previous month and a half, two months that I had, purpose in my life, the reason for my existence as a human being was going out and winning the next basketball game. Uh, hanging out with the guys and drinking a couple beers, uh, you know, just having fun with my friends. That was purpose in life. But now, after getting this news and coming out of this time, Agnes, I was asking questions that I had never asked before. Why am I really here? What are my greatest passions in life that I can begin to embrace, that I can begin to help other people begin to understand, discover, or rediscover their greatest passions and help them understand why they exist on the planet. So little did I know that experience, that miracle over 20 years ago has now led me to helping influential business owners, leaders, and executives all over the world discover or rediscover why they exist on the planet and then lead out of that place of purpose. Thank you very much for, for taking us on, on this journey of, of discovery. And before we go on, I just wanted to ask you, do you think that people can find their one purpose or can they also find several? Can this change over time? This is something that has been actually popping up in, in recent weeks in Harvard Business Review about purpose, you know, aligning purpose of individuals to the purpose of the companies. And, and, you know, I know from we're about the same age. And so I have also a little bit of perspective on, on life. And, and I think that I've had a couple of waves of, of different purpose. And some of them are lifelong, obviously, but, but some of them really changed things that energize me that get me that, that put me here. What, what's your take on this? Yeah, I believe once someone discovers or rediscovers their true purpose, their true calling, their true mission, personal mission on earth. Uh, I believe that it doesn't, the core of it, the heart of it, the heartbeat, the, the true, underneath the hood of the car, when you really get into the essence of who you are, how you're designed, and, and, and what you're uniquely wired for, I believe the core foundation of that never changes. Here's what I believe does change. I believe how it is channeled, how it's manifested, and different seasons, different times of your life can change. And I'll give you, I'll give you a prime example. 
I've only in time, you know, over the last handful of years, certainly discovered, you know, people ask me all the time, I help people with their purpose, why they exist. Rob, what's your purpose? And this is kind of funny, Agnes, but I say my purpose is to help you understand what your purpose is. <laughs> so at the end of the day, uh, that has been channeled. Like I, if I if I see someone that is down and out, they're a little discouraged, they're, they don't really know who they are, they're kind of lost in a season of life, I come alive when I see a person like that. I, I'm like, I've got to do something. I want to come alongside of them. I want to encourage them. I want to look into their eyes and say, do you know what? You may not know exactly where you're, who you are and where you're going, but I want to play a role as small or as large as it may be to help you discover, rediscover who you are and why you exist. And that has reared its head in different, um, it's looked different in different seasons of my life. When I was out of college, so that passion, that purpose has always been there for me. And I didn't even fully realize it uh, until the last handful of years. But I can remember looking back now, age 21, I get out of college. I start my first business at age 21. And now I'm helping uh, the next generation, the youth, ages 5 to 14, um, do just that through the game of basketball. I was a big college, you know, I was a college basketball player. I played a number of years professionally out of college. So I started a whole business to use basketball as a vehicle to help youth understand who they are, get them impassioned about who they are, why they're here on earth, but through the game of basketball, a game that I thoroughly enjoy. And now to fast forward over 20 years later, I'm doing the same thing, but now I'm helping executives and business owners all around the world. And so I feel like there's a foundation in every person that once we understand what our core is and what our core message is, we're never going to stray too far from that core, but how it can look may change depending on the season of life that we're in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, there are certain... Um, professional manifestations of people's purpose so you know that we really equate to their purpose you know for example for teachers or nurses or doctors it's it's quite visible and quite um, relatively straightforward for for outsiders so to speak to understand what the calling or purpose of these individuals are but you know all those people who work in who work as employees who work as you know, all kinds of different jobs um, and also maybe change jobs over time. Tell us, Rob, how is it that they can then decide, okay, what is it? What, whatever was I put here on earth to do? Um, if, if they have just been kind of chugging along, maybe because of the expectations of the family, they went into a certain line of studies, because of circumstances, they accepted certain jobs or, or maybe they'd be outside of jobs. So... How do you how do you approach this? Yeah, I, I think if people, regardless of where they are in life, if they've kind of lost themselves, maybe as a parent, uh, as a business owner, leader, executive, whatever the course may be or case may be, people, there are different times in life where people seem to get a little lost and they want to find themselves again. They want to discover, rediscover some things about themselves. If people want to discover or rediscover 
why they exist, what is their personal purpose. I think the starting place for that is not just rushing into that, answering that question specifically. I think we've got to back up and say, okay, if you want to truly understand uh, why you exist, let's discover, rediscover who you are all over again. So, and, I, and I've, you know, I, I've discovered based on my experience and statistics that back it up, if you want to understand who you are, that's going to encourage you and affirm you in your uniqueness. Because think about this way, Agnes, there's seven and a half billion people on the planet today, seven and a half billion, you know, mathematicians and scientists and different people have argued how many people have probably walked the earth in all human history leading up to the present day. And I've heard this number, uh, approximately 100 billion people. But do you know out of 100 billion people that have ever lived and 7.5 billion that are living on the earth today, there's not one like you. There's not one like anyone else. No one's uh, uniquely made and has a significance on their life. Uh, No one loves people the way that you do. No one solves problems the way that you do. No one um, thinks the way that you think. And that should get people pretty excited that they are truly, each person, each and every single human being is uniquely wired uh, for a purpose and a plan that is is just perfect for them. So if you want to understand that and embrace your personal purpose, you need to understand who you are. So five very practical ways for people to understand who they are that leads into why they exist. Number one is what what is a person's, uh, what are their personal core values? The things that uh, they stand firm in, core convictions of the heart, they're actually operating out of these very deep convictions all day long in decision-making, but may, may not fully realize it. So what are your top um, core values? Second, what are your top strengths, your top natural talents? The things that that you engage in day in and day out that they've come very easy to you ever since you were a little kid, and 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 actually out of this place of strength or natural talents, that there's an ease with it. There's a lot of positive fruit that comes from it. So, what are your top strengths? Third, what are your top passion areas, the things that literally have you leaping out of bed in the morning in which to do and to accomplish, uh, accomplish and to fulfill. And fourth, and this is a biggie, what are your top life milestones? The things that uh, were extremely difficult, challenging, or maybe just something of tremendous blessing in your life. So it could be good, bad, or ugly that have happened in a certain aspect of your life. That when that thing happened, a stake was put in the ground that you knew you would never, ever be the same again. So what are your type, uh, top life milestones? Fifth and final area to help you understand who you are that leads in to why you exist is what do you believe the primary gift you've been given in life is? Are, and what I mean by gift is something that you've been given the moment that you were born and brought into this world that, uh, that it's actually becomes, as you live it and as you give it to other people, it's a legacy you leave behind upon the earth when you're no longer on the earth anymore. So are you a, are you a gifted leader? Are you a gifted, uh, compassionate person? Are you a gifted encourager of people? 
So I've found when you understand and you embrace these five areas that make up your uniqueness, now you wrap your arms around these five areas and now you're encouraged, you're affirmed in who you are. Now you can begin to ask what I call the million dollar question. Okay, now knowing these things about myself and embracing them, why is it that I think that I exist now on the planet that's different than seven and a half billion people on the earth today? So these are the five core convictions of the lead the way of uh, the inside out leadership. Well, this is one core, this all fits under the core conviction of live a life of purpose. So, yeah, so basically one of the strongest convictions of an inside out leader, core convictions, is live a life of purpose. And and what I've just kind of laid out is if you want to live a life of purpose and understand more about this core conviction of living a life of purpose, this is how you do so. Okay, so um, maybe uh, going back one step here, uh, tell listeners a little bit about the book Lead the Way and what inspired you to write it. And then maybe we'll just go on afterwards and go back a little bit to to how um, readers can use these uh, tools. I love it, Agnes. Agnes, you're a great question. I I love people that ask great questions because you get me going and and you're seeing the passion and you're experiencing the passion come out. The, The reason why I wrote the book Lead the Way is based on my experience of starting, as you said earlier, nine organizations, three nonprofit and six for-profit in over the last 20 years. Based on my experience of starting up and getting businesses to a certain place and then either handing them off or merging into a larger company, I've experienced some things along the way. Not to mention, there's been some alarming statistics that have gotten my attention over the years. And one statistic comes from a 2014 study in in, uh, Deloitte University Press. And it says that nearly 90% of workers, of team members, of employees are disengaged in what they do in the workplace day in and day out. And I'll define disengagement as lack of meaningful purpose and passion in what they do in that workplace uh, throughout the course of any day and throughout the course of any week. But what's even more alarming that that nearly 90% of people are disengaged as far as team members and employees, nearly 80% are the leaders or the people that lead those people. Nearly 80% of leaders are disengaged. So for me, I'm like, wow, that is pretty alarming statistics that, you know, all these leaders and influential people are disengaged and all these workers are disengaged too. Now, This is an interesting thing in the midst of all that, Agnes, because obviously leaders know that there's a glaring issue here. There's a glaring problem. So, but, but it's what they're throwing at that problem. It's the solution that they're placing at that problem in which so much money, in my opinion, is being wasted and over $500 billion in the United States alone is, you know, is spent trying to solve that problem. And here's what leaders are doing to try to solve the problem, but it's just not working. They are employing, uh, they are uh, trying to engage themselves and their workers with outside motivational tactics and strategies, trying to uh, get into the heart and into the mind of the worker. 
So they're trying to throw incentives at people. And again, all these things aren't bad. I'm just proposing a different way, a better way. Most of them are, are, are um, you know, have all these outside motivational incentives, strategies, techniques of how they can better lead people into a new place and how they can, you know, if they just give them more money, if they can try to encourage them a little bit more, then it's going to result in you know, some really big impact and, and, and close the engagement gap. But the study finds that that is not the case. So what I propose and I lay out in the book, Lead the Way, is there is a better way and a different way, and it's called inside-out leadership. That There's a way for us to, to get into the heart directly to the heart of the leader themselves and the worker and inspire them in that place infuse them with life and 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 help them understand who they are how they're uniquely made the gifts they've been given and as a natural result on the inside of them they begin to be built up and they begin to live more of a creative courageous bold life and it just starts to work itself out and people are positively influenced all around them so the way that's not working is outside trying to get in and what i proposed is in leading the way it's a better way inside working itself out. And I've laid out in the book, you know, what I consider four core foundations of inside out leadership. And then to build off of that, what are the five core convictions that make up an inside out leader? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that what you mentioned there is, is what many people either identify as a lack of self-awareness of who they are and you know why are they in that job and what do they bring to the job um and 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 i recognize some of the some of the tools that have been thrown at this problem which was for example uh, you know fruit bowls and yoga classes and mindfulness training but it is true that i think you have to go much deeper than that because the yoga class is not going to get you out of bed ultimately in the morning or neither is the fruit bowl so so really helping people to understand and, and I think probably also confront some uncomfortable truths about why they have chosen that job, why they have chosen that path, who influenced them maybe to, 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 to take that, who had such an impression on them that they decided to go either here or there. And I think that, you know, looking at those engagement statistics, when we work with organizations, we also always come upon individuals who are just in the wrong job. And, and you really feel for them. You think, well, I think you're really wasting valuable talent here in this job. I don't know what's your experience, but then they come back with the argument about, you know, fear. That they're afraid to, to go to that place, to take the risk, to start all over again. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. You know what? What? What I'm talking about. What we're we're, we're talking about together. It's when you go on a self discovery journey, a self exploration process, if you will. It's it's a very vulnerable place to be. Uh, the the average person would almost view it a lot easier not to go down that road. However, I will. I will make an argument. I, I will, you know, be the greatest encourager around to say life is too short and it's way too significant not to go down that road because I am a firm believer, Agnes, that there are so many seeds of greatness that are on the inside of people. 
And yeah, do we have to you know, be willing to take a deeper look within ourselves, uh, m- maybe even with a little bit of fear and trembling, not knowing exactly what we're going to find out about ourselves? Yeah, but do you know what? I'm here to say there's a whole lot more good in you than, than you may realize. There's a whole lot more beauty in people than they would ever uh, ask or imagine uh, with other people. And so for me, I, as a coach, I love to come alongside of people to help point out that good. And listen, in the midst of that self-exploration, that self-discovery process, we may find something that makes you feel a little uncomfortable, but at least you won't be alone in the midst of uh, identifying it and beginning to understand how to best maybe remove it in some cases or step over it in other cases or whatever the case may be. But I, I just want to see people um, enter into the place of not just understanding, but fully embracing who they are destined to be. And I'll tell you, with leaders, people are waiting with bated breath for you, the real you, to be uncovered and unveiled and to see the leadership uh, ability and, uh, and and aspirations really come and take uh, you know and, and and really take some huge strides along that journey. People are waiting, so don't wait another day. Don't wait another moment. Be willing. Be courageous to take the step in your own self exploration, and you will not be disappointed in the long run. Do you uh, want to share with listeners maybe one or another story of of you know how? your principles and, and, and your method has helped uh, people? Do you have a, a kind of a story to share of something that really touched you where, where you thought, oof, you know, there was something in there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have two, and I'll be very brief with both these stories. Uh, one individual that comes to mind was a, uh, yeah, had a really big leadership role and currently still does uh, at, a, at a fairly large global company, had a lot of tremendous influence. He gets my name from a, a colleague of mine, and we meet up. And we, he was in the in the Philadelphia area of Pennsylvania, so we were in the same local uh, geographical area. So we were able to meet up in person over a cup of coffee. And he's sharing behind closed doors. He's sharing vulnerable aspects of his life because he's he's in this place of employment. He has a very influential role, and he didn't know. Agnes, whether he should leave and find another job because the stress of the job was weighing on him. The responsibilities, the demand were becoming so so much. It was weighing on him and it was impacting his marriage, his family, every aspect of his life. And so he gets my, gets my number. He calls me up. We meet. And he says, Rob, and he starts sharing about different vulnerable aspects of his life. And, and, uh, and he goes, I don't know whether just to get out of this place And I say to him this, I said, listen, if you're willing to go on a self-discovery process with me, I believe you're going to get more clarity on whether or not you should stay or leave. Are you willing to give it about six months of your time and meet very consistently for about six months? And he says, I'm not really sure, but uh, I don't have much of a choice. I want to have more clarity before I make a big career decision. Let me tell you, Agnes, we went through... Uh, some of the things we've been describing and only to find out as a result through a six month period of time that he started to gain a different perspective on himself, on the people working around him and the job that he had with great responsibility and a lot of stress that had you know weighed on him. But now because he's viewing it himself and the job out of a much different place, 
the stress started to slowly but surely get away because his perspective changed. And because of his, his perspective changed, how he viewed his workers, his team members, even the unique responsibilities that were once weighing on him, now they were not weighing on him any longer. Do you know now, a few years later, he's still at that same job and he's never been more passionate, he's never been more vibrant, and he's never had more positive fruit coming from that job than he's ever had in his entire life. So that's one, that's one example in a person in a kind of a career uh, dilemma, if you will, uh, with some positive things that came of it. Another story is a woman that owned a, a growing business and, and she was really stressed out because she was not having the balance in her life in the way that she wanted. She was not spending time with her young family, with her husband, um, because the demand of her growing company was so, it was, it was there. She was spending so much time, 60, 70 hour weeks, filling in the gaps where employees and team members were not. And I get a call from her. And I asked her, and I got together with her, and I said, would you be willing to go through a process? And she did, only to find out how she was uniquely made, who she truly was, and her purpose in life, and seeing that more infused into the workplace. Do you know, as a natural byproduct of going through a process, she started to have uh, understand her priorities that much more. She started to have more clarity in her work. Now she was working smarter and not harder. She was learning the, the beauty in saying no to things that she ought not do and ought not take on. And every time she was doing that, now she was able to say yes more to her priorities. She was getting her life back, not just her life with her family, but a, a healthy aspect of her business life too. And I'm a big, big one for not just work-life balance, but work-life integration. And now she was beginning to live life much more fully and she was being much more present and she continues to live that life out even a few years later now. That's fantastic and, and very, very inspiring. So I'm sure that listeners are very eager now to find out where they can uh, buy your book and, and hear more about your work. So would you mind sharing, Rob, uh, your website and where they can uh, find out more and get, get in touch? Yeah, I would say two two uh, great places to learn more. One would be my personal website, which is robholman.com. Rob is spelled with two Bs. So it's robholman.com. It's just a great centralized resource for just my heart, my inside-out leadership philosophy. And uh, we have a lot of free resources on the website as well. So be encouraged by going there. If people want to learn a little bit more about my book, they can go to Lead the Way Book. Dot com and all the information about the book and many of the things we discussed today uh, on your podcast, on your show, Agnes, are certainly on the book website. Great. Thank you so much. Now, coming to the last question, which is always the same. If I could ask you, Rob, to give leaders, CEOs, one advice, if, if they're stuck, if they feel something is missing, they're not really aligned with their purpose, what would be your first advice to them? Yeah, this isn't going to be a big surprise now knowing a bit more of my heartbeat with your listeners, but I will uh, reemphasize uh, hopefully what people have been hearing throughout the, the show. I would say to that CEO, that leader, take time that's necessary, intentional and consistent time. Get away from the craziness. Get away from the, 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 the normalcy of your business life. And maybe that means getting away on a half-day retreat all by yourself. And get to know and embrace who you are 
all over again. Get to know who you are and why you personally exist all over again. And what you will find if you take the necessary time of self-reflection, you will be greatly encouraged and affirmed with your uniqueness on your personal self-exploration. And you will begin leading people out of a place of deep inspiration that you never even thought was possible. So I encourage your listeners to do just that. Excellent. Now, I think that's very, very important to to take a step back and, and not just always go with the flow, but to question our existence, question our lives, our work, and, and as you say, to to seek out some silence from all the noise, to to just look look within. Very, very important advice. Well, thank you so much, Rob. I really, really appreciate that you took the time to come on our podcast. And I really wish you the best of success with the book and your business. Agnes, listen, I, I've got to say this. It's been a complete honor. I appreciate you, you reaching out in the way that you did there. And I love uh, the work that you and your business partner and colleague are doing with the Work Life Hub. Uh, in many regards, you're a pioneer. And so I appreciate you. And I look forward to continuing uh, this dialogue and kind of seeing where it goes in the future. So thank you so much.